This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, it's the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Well, hello there. Uh, okay, so we did say that we were going to let everybody know how they could help out our friends at Alive and Kickin' and at Stages Theater, um, and also watch that amazing, remarkable video that was created with a group of youth and a group of seniors um, singing all together over Zoom, kind of you know marking the fact that they had been meant to do a beautiful um, stage piece called Peace for the Ages that they were unable to do because here we are. Uh, well, you can find the video and a place where you can donate to this GoFundMe. Um, all of that linked up on all of the MyTalk social media. Mm-hmm. So if you go to MyTalk1071's Facebook page, you will see uh, the Zoom Room Peace Project. Uh, and that's uh, links to the YouTube and you can also uh, donate from there. So that is how you find it. It's absolutely fantastic. Actually, I'm going to share it. Right now. And now on the Colleen and Bradley show, we wanted to have a little uh, snack conversation. Bradley, would you like to tell the people what we're talking about? Yeah, there's a question we have for you. What are you snacking on? 651-641-1071. Give us a jingle uh, because we know you've been snacking more than you usually do. Um, Not because I've got cameras in your home. Although I do, I can control your A-L-E-X-A device Mm. and see what you're wearing right now. And if I were you, I'd put something on. Okay. There's a couple stories, actually, that I find uh, incredibly fascinating, mostly because I, like I know you are, Colleen, and Holly, I'm sure as well, to some extent, are a snack fiend. Uh, and by that, I mean, we love a good snack. I love man. a good snack. Chips, candy, mm, uh, chips. all that kind of stuff. Now, there has been a surge in snack sales initially, and we know this because of um, the people at the top. So this comes from... The head of Mondelez, who's like a huge snack brand, you would know all their favorite snacky bits. Mm-hmm. Um, the CEO, Dirk Van Put, said Tuesday that <laughs> his name's Dirk, Dirk Van. Oh, I'm sorry. Van Put? Van De Put. Oh, Van De Put in the snacks? Van De Put okay. some arrears mm-hmm. in your mouth. Because he said on Tuesday that the company is seeing continued growth in snack sales after consumers yeah. stocked up at the beginning of the pandemic. I think we're also seeing continued growth. Outwards. Yeah. Horizontal. In our, in our bodies. So essentially what they thought originally was everybody runs to the store and gets them snacks like the toilet paper, etc. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, they've noticed that that continued, which means that people aren't just stuffing their pantries because you stuff your pantry once. Right. Mm-hmm. That they are continuing to buy snacks at a much higher uh, growth rate than they expected for the first quarter of this year. So while many, many businesses are down, this is one area of um, economic growth. And I mean, I feel like we all know why, because in this moment, we're all spending a lot more time indoors in our house. We're mm-hmm. not eating snacks at our favorite restaurant. 
So you're, I mean, and you know this from personal experience, Colleen, you just had this experience last night. We are all reverting to our childhoods. Oh, yeah. In terms of family traditions and meals and like our Amish vibe. Yes. I mean, I don't know that I would call Oreos Amish, but certainly you might grab an extra bag of Oreos to have around the house um, in this moment. I actually had to hide the Oreos. At our house, because my children think that that is an actual snack and not a treat. Ah, Having a real difficult yeah. time discerning between, like, I'm going to go to the kitchen and grab an apple because I'm hungry. And I'm going to go to the kitchen and grab an Oreo because I'm hungry. Yeah. So we had to hide those. So in addition to Oreos, what are you guys snacking on 651-641-1071? I will say I've been very... It's funny because the other story that popped up in my feed is from the New York Post. And it said that PepsiCo, who, of course, has um, Doritos, Lays, and uh, and a bunch of Pops, Mm -hmm. they say... um, They also... here. This was interesting. In addition to snacks, oatmeal and Aunt Jemima pancakes are flying off the shelves. So pancake mix... Okay, that I get. Oatmeal, the only thing I can think is people making some oatmeal cookies. Maybe, um, although we eat a lot of oatmeal. But what I found interesting about that is I actually have been very careful to avoid extra snack buying because this is a marathon, not a sprint. Right. And I I don't want to jam-pack the pantry because I also, too, like your children, have a problem discerning between snack and treat. And also, this is a marathon and not a sprint, and you want to be able to still be running it at yeah. the end. I don't want to be doing it in a hover-round. Okay. okay. So, um, but they noticed that pop sales were down. I'm assuming that has to do with people not being at restaurants. Probably. Um, That's a good point. But I will say my pop usage has been up significantly because that's like that's the treat that I allow myself every night after my workout I go grab my diet Dr. Pepper (laughs) 651-641-1071 what are you snacking on Patty's on the line hello Patty Patty what are you snacking on hi guys so when the whole you know get to the grocery store and replenish your stash started I was like, well, I'll just get some chocolate chips, you know, because I'll probably want to make cookies during this whole lockdown. So I got, you know, maybe six or seven bags of chocolate chips. And then, you know, after about three days, I'm like, well, why not just eat the chips? That's what I really want. So pretty soon it became not even, I I never made any cookies with them. And then finally, about two days ago, I looked at the serving size on the bag and it says 20 servings (gasps) per bag. So Uh you guys, I've had about 140 servings of chocolate chip since the beginning oh good girl <laughs> patty I, here's what this i would like to issue a challenge to you patty because i find this to be very impressive i'm not okay. mad at all about it okay. i would like for you to start like a count like <laughs> you know during during shelter in place patty has consumed X servings of and like just keep it updated, right? I'll just keep, I'll just keep track. I'm yeah. doing yard work right now, and I have a pocket full of chocolate chips. Good okay, for you. I love this about Maybe you. Maybe don't Patty. keep this them outside too long because I don't want you to get chocolate pockets. Yeah, chocolate pockets <laughs> is not what you. Well, I just eat them quick. You know, then there I'll won't be any left. I'll start keeping a tally. I was ashamed of it before, but now no. I need no. something to be proud of. There's, celebrate there is it. no shame in the snack game because anything that you gain during this time you got plenty of time to work off afterward yeah patty and i want this to show up in your holiday card i really feel like this is something (laughs) to be proud of 
I will start saving the bags and maybe just taking a picture of like the whole. Oh my gosh pile of bags you could make a dress out of it i'm telling you there's so many things that you can do with this it's like a hobby now we've made it a hobby for you right right well thank you for absolving me of the guilt i was feeling over this oh yeah let that go patty thank you have a great day patty uh let's go to kelly kelly's on the line kelly what are you snacking on oh my god chocolate pocket (laughs) made my day That was hysterical. <laughs> Patty is my people. Right. Um, I am calling from Duluth. I stream you every day. I love you guys. Mm-hmm. And sweet and salty Snickers are to die for. Okay. If you can find them. Okay. What is a them, s- freeze them? What is a sweet and salty Snicker? I ain't never heard of such things. Oh my god. I don't know. They came out with like different varieties of Snickers before. Which I mean, how do you improve a Snickers? But sweet and salty, and they really are. They have, like, like you eat them, and you're like, oh, it tastes about the same. And then there's, like, the salt kick at the end, and it's so addicting. Huh. Okay, well, we like a salt kick on this show. Yeah. It's sweet and salt. You can't beat it. I love it. Okay. Thank <laughs> you, wow. Kelly. All right, Kelly. Thank you. We'll give you. you a moment alone with your snackers. Uh, and now let's go to Cindy. Hello, Cindy. Cindy, what are you snacking on? Oh, oh, first of all, I'm getting hungry listening to everybody. Well, that's that's the plan. <laughs> um, well, Dots pretzels, and I love um, Faye full-fat yogurt. Mm. Uh, half the calories of sour cream. And uh, so whenever I'm feeling a little bit hungry and don't really want to, you know, eat too much, I just, like, kind of stand there at the counter and... and <laughs> Pull them out of the, pull one out of the bag, one at a time. Drag them through that fire. And you dip them through the fire. Huh? Fire, yes. Oh, it's it's like oh, it's the best. Oh my gosh. Okay, Cindy, I'm afraid of this. Thank you for your uh for your idea. I'm afraid because dots alone. Oh, those are so good. Are straight up addicting. Yeah. Have you had the um dots uh, candy bars? Did we do that for like a cheat day? No. Are you sure? Yes. What are you talking about? You've never had the Dots uh, chocolate bars? They have a chocolate bar? They have two chocolate bars that I know of, a dark and a milk, I think. No. And it's got hunks of Dots pretzel inside. No. They is real good. Nuh-uh. Get them at the gas station. Stop it. It's true. Okay. Well, that's... They also have I Dots I dust. Know about that. I know. I do know about that. I have not purchased Dots dust I saw yet. that at the hardware store. <laughs> well... You find dots everywhere these days in pretzels, I'm saying. It's not true. Candy. They're the best. Oh, my gosh. Um, I'll tell you really quickly the two things that we've yes. rediscovered. Yes. Pirate's booty, which for never some people that. never went out of style. But at our house, our kids just got like, they didn't eat it all the time anymore. And I just stopped buying it. Also, because it's so easy to eat through an entire bag of it. Yeah. And then puffed Is corn. it salty? It's cheese. It's got like a cheesy cheese dust. Okay. So here's the deal. So the other thing we've been buying a lot of is puffed corn. I love puffed right? corn. Right? So Pirate's Booty is puffed corn with not as much of the salt, but more of the cheesy flavor. Ooh. And so like they're a nice compliment. In fact, actually, oof, I just came up with a plan. I think I'm going to mix them together. Look at you getting all creative. I will say one of my favorite things ever is the caramel corn with the mm, puffed corn. Yep. Uh, they call good. it something. It's real good. It's real good. I did quickly want to read a couple emails so people don't get left out. From Taylor, we heard puppy chow is a staple. Oh, I love puppy chow. Yeah, like the Muddy Buddy chocolate peanut butter checks. And then she said tons of chips. Also root beer floats.
Um, what? Did you see the panda tweeted us that they also got southwestern dots? Stop it. You guys, uh, that's a problem. All right. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I don't know if we'll be back. We got to go to the grocery store. Okay. Just kidding. Uh, we got to talk about Kim Ye. Some stuff is going on with Kim and Kanye. We got to get to the bottom of it after this on My Talk 1071. All right, let's talk about them. They're not here. They don't know we're talking about them. Kim and Kanye. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey! We've had some uh, interesting uh, information yeah. coming out of all sides about what the heck is going on with Kim and Kanye. Yeah, you guys, they've been really arguing a lot lately during coronavirus quarantine. Mm, like everybody? Well,. <laughs> Also, let's just think this all the, the way through. Point? Thank you. Okay, so let's set the stage. So now on the Colleen and Bradley show, we love to go deep, deep in, in the, the shallow, shallow. <clears throat> which means we pull back the curtain. We spend way too much time thinking about things. You don't. You're welcome. We got you covered. Mm-hmm. Specifically, when it comes to Kim and Kanye, over the last few weeks, we've been discussing this idea that um, they've been, you know, doing the, their publicationship thing through coronavirus and their publicationship is just a relationship for oh, sorry the purposes of publicity yeah exactly so like they're trying to get us to pay attention to their relationship in this moment and it's it's do you want to just give like a brief thumbnail about like how we've heard about them over the last couple of weeks dealing with coronavirus okay so first we heard well first we saw her being interviewed on somebody's show i can't remember who's now um, where she said she was at her mom's house. And we were like, well, that's interesting. Why wouldn't she just do it from her great big gigantic home? It was Jimmy Fallon, yeah. Was Jimmy Fallon. yeah. Uh, so, that, so that was suspicious, or at least caused us pause. Then we heard that, she, that he had taken off to the property in Wyoming, and she was back in Calabasas. So now they're separated. Then we heard that she sent the kids to go be with him so that she could have a little break. Am I missing anything? No. Uh, so there, it became clear very quickly that like they're hiding something from us. Um, it seems like they're in two different places. She's probably living with her mom, as you said, and then he's off in the ranch in Wyoming. And then we learned that she sent the kids to be with Kanye because, you know, it's hard to raise kids in coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's weird. So today we end up with the story, as the headline indicated uh, that I just read, that they're having... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, a hard time during quarantine. They're really arguing a lot. So this story comes to us through a source 
exclusively in the new issue of Us Weekly, which means likely what? The call is coming from inside the house. So then we have to figure out, like, what's really going on here? What are they trying to tell us? So the story, as per this exclusive source in the new issue of Us Weekly, which you're not going to get the whole story online because you got to go to the store and buy it, but you can't go to the store right now and buy it, so hopefully you're getting it by mail. Anyway, <laughs> there is trouble at home. Quote, Kim and Kanye have been arguing a lot during the quarantine, says a source. Kanye is really getting on Kim's nerves. The 40- I mean, we know the feeling, Kim. <laughs> the 42-year-old rapper, who recently was named a billionaire thanks to largely his Yeezy sneaker line, has been focused on creating lately, according to the source. And as a result, you know, Kim Kardashian feels like all the parenting duties are falling on her. So, okay. We know that a source from inside the house is, is telling us weekly this, right? Right. What, like, why? And for what purpose? And what is this really trying to tell us? I mean, okay, so this is the first time hearing this whole story. And it makes me wonder, in whose best interest is it to make it sound like, A, they're together at all, and B, that Kanye's the irritant, so obviously, it's coming from Chris Jenner. Okay. Who wants the public to believe that? I don't know. Sorry, we just ran out of time, and I. More shall be revealed. Yeah. More shall be revealed, but not right now, because we have d bags to discuss. Celebrities behaving badly. We're going to get to it right after this on My Talk 1071. Well, we've got some celebrities behaving badly to tell you about on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hey. But before we get to those celebrities behaving badly, we have a little bit of a generous feeling. What are we giving away? We are giving away not one, not two, but three. Codes to join Coffee with Cobra on Zoom. That's happening tomorrow yes. morning at 10.30 b- a.m. Be sure that you not can... Not p.m., please. No, not no, p.m. I think we'll be asleep. Yeah, we're all going to be asleep. shan't be awake. Let me just tell you, the Colleen Bradley Show is not a late night program. No, that is for darn sure. <laughs> so, 651-641-1071. Uh, the first three callers to call in are going to get a code to join Coffee with Cobra. Be sure that you have not won anything in the past 30 days. Thank, Thank you. you. 651-641-1071. And now, let's get to those celebrities behaving badly. We have a name for them, and that name is... D-Bags! Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag. Of the day. Who is your D-bag today? The New York Post. Oh, the whole thing? No, just this dumb article. Okay. Okay, so of course, clickbait for me, right? Because the headline is, How Little House on the Prairie Eerily (gasps) Predicted the Coronavirus. Okay, what? And I was like, whoa, okay, I'm going to need to read this. Okay, it goes on to talk about an episode of Little House on the Prairie. Um, I... I do, it's called, there's one, there's two actual episodes. One is called Plague and the other is called Quarantine that this author, this writer for the New York Post is saying was um, very predictive of where we are now. Interesting. No, 
Yes, but no. Okay, why not? Yes, if you are reading this article and thinking that there has never been a pandemic before, mm-hmm. then if you're, but that's like, I don't know what to do with you because there have been pandemics before. Yeah, we've been here. We've been here. I mean, we haven't. We have not. The world has have. been here. And uh, they behaved in certain ways. Like, for example, on these episodes of Little House on the Prairie, they all had to quarantine within their own homes. This was all about a flu epidemic. Uh, that And this is like based in some history. Uh, it's not like they're predicting the 2020 coronavirus. Like they were like, in the year 2020. Yeah, nobody had any sort of predictions. Sylvia Brown showed up on an episode of... Little right, house. Right. Or no hey. dumbass showed up. I mean, hey. it wasn't like that at all. You're all going to die. People are watching this because we're watching television in different ways right now. Yeah. So some people have tried to like escape to a throwback of Little House on the Prairie, which you will also quickly realize is no escape because I don't know if you know this life on the prairie. Not always roses and sunshine. Exactly. I mean, people were falling down wells. Mm. Stepping on rusty nails. Uh, getting uh, sexually assaulted Such, by oh God, people was, in masks. Oh, that's right. What was that episode called? Like the mask or something? Yeah, I, I think it was. Um, Cher it was, was in that episode. It was so scary. So Little House on the Prairie isn't necessarily the escape you want to have right now. But uh, in 1975, January 29th of 1975... It was a good year for you, Bradley. That's the year that you became part of the world. Um, the name of the episode was Plague. And this is the one where people are like, oh my gosh, they knew what was going to happen. No. Actually, you could say that they just like read a book. Right. Because these things happened all the time so, back in the day. I don't know if you've read this. I mean, it is a very long article. It's not like a quick read. It's not a long read, but it's not a quick read. Oh, what else I got to do? Well, it will make your eyes roll all the way in the back of your head because what you're going to oh realize. Oh, my God. This is like somebody's bored. Somebody's super bored and also pretty dumb. Jane Ridley. Ooh. Because I'm sorry, because she goes on to be like, it's almost like they knew it was going to happen. No, the story actually should be. Even on Little House on the Prairie, they knew how to handle a pandemic. Or, yeah, like... quit your squawking, because at least you have Costco. 70s TV series uses history for plot. Yeah, and like... Because this was not about a future experience. This was about something that happened quite frequently in the past. I mean... And they knew what to do. Well, I didn't read the books. Do they talk about this in the books? Like typhoid Um, and stuff? Boy, I don't remember, actually, but... But, you know, again, typhoid, because that's, by the way, what they talk about in another episode called Quarantine. Uh, this was in uh, season three. Yeah. Um, where, you know, they it's literally this happened all the time in the past and they knew how to handle it. Yeah. And like I said, they didn't have Costco. So it's like they knew that they had to set up some. They're making to sourdough bread, I bet. You better believe they were okay. Anyway, it's <laughs> this is a dumb article and it's dumb and in closing it's stupid as you were. You know, I appreciate the candor. Thanks. And the brevity. 
In in conclusion, mm-hmm. stupid, dumb. Um, speaking of, you know, Jada Pinkett Smith is a source of uh, a perennial source of eye rolliness. Yeah. Right now, it's interesting because in this moment we have not talked a lot about her Red Table talk, which is that Facebook series that she's been doing. Yep. But we used to talk about it all the time because she would do this thing where she'd be like, "Hey, you guys, I just discovered this thing. It's called tap water, and it comes right out of the fountain." And we're all like, <laughs> "Yep, no, we've been there yep. for." Mm-hmm. The last 30, 40 years. Uh, but anyway, so in other Jada Pinkett Smith news, I finally saw a story where she is inserting herself into the timeline. And it says Jada Pinkett. And it, again, talk about clickbait, J- especially if you're a Team Cobra mm-hmm. lover or follower. Jada, well, under the headline coronavirus, Jada Pinkett Smith says she had huge revelation about her marriage during lockdown. Oh, Look, she's providing insight into her marriage. How unique and different for Jada Pinkett Smith. Right? Haven't we seen this before? The Girls Trip star. That's Girls Trip. The Girls Girls Trip. Trip. The Girls Trip star got candid about how current global health crises uh, have put a strain on her relationship during the most recent episode of her Facebook watch show. (sighs) Alongside her daughter, Willow. And, of course, her mom, because she overshares with her mom and her daughter, right? Which I just find to be hard to stomach. And so the takeaway was high level. One of the things, and here's a quote directly from JPS. One of the things I realize is that I, I don't know Will at all. Will, her okay, husband. Okay, that is a problem. Um, she finds it very, this current moment very challenging. You're forced to look at things differently. She says her instinct is to go straight to fight, which doesn't exactly breed intimacy. But instead of letting a disconnect divide them, the two are getting back to basics. Uh, The thing that Will and I learned is we have to be friends. You get into all these ideas of what intimate relationships are supposed to be like, what marriages are supposed to be. Will and I are in the process of, get this, Will and I are in the process of him taking the time to learn to love himself. That's just such an odd construction. Will and I are in the process of him taking the time to learn to love himself. What is? What does she have to do with that? Me taking the time to learn to love myself okay. and us building a friendship along the way, which sounds like a, a Hallmark greeting card. But can I ask you a question? Sure. Welcome to a relationship. What? I don't. What? What is? Well, see, that's the thing. Excuse me, please. Is, you guys are together like. Uh, uh, hello? That's exactly what's happening right now. Is they're being forced to actually be in a relationship, have a marriage in a way that they have never been able or had to in the past. And so now it's like, oh, oh, but they, what the, this is the part that she misses is the realization that people have been doing this forever and you're not unique. Yeah. But now that they're doing it, now it's going to be a whole storyline because now. They're doing it. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's how the red table talks work is when they've discovered an issue in their lives. They want to tell you all about it because they're the first to have it. My um, my other favorite part of this article, it says Will wasn't there to weigh in on this particular discussion, but he did pop up on last month's coronavirus themed episode wherein he cleared up misconceptions about the disease. Will Smith did because get this. <laughs> I... Uh, quote, I wanted to do this because in 2008, I made I'm a legend. So I feel responsible for a lot of the misinformation. 
He said, um, encouraging people not to dismiss advice from the medical community and practice social distancing. My character was a virologist, so I had an opportunity in my preparation for the role to go to the CDC. There was a basic foundational comprehension of viruses and viral pathogens that I developed, and it really changed my life and how I looked at the world. That's basic concept that people don't understand. <laughs> oh, my God. So basically, he's doing that actory thing where he's like, I had a role once, and so I know everything about coronavirus. Oh, Will Smith, honey, you weren't the first person to play that role. Let's talk about Charlton Heston in The Omega Man. That was the first version of that sit-down. Thank you. <laughs> Good one. Way also, to throw it back. Also, Andromeda Strain. Anyone? Or I not? I don't know what's Michael happening Crichton. anymore. That was a nice one. Mm-hmm. I can't I'm just saying, like the conversation. I'm just saying that there are people who have... Uh, had roles before oh. <laughs> that involved plagues and uh, see Little House on the Prairie. I just like he's so far up his own rear. It's remarkable. Yeah. So we missed out on his particular direct contribution. But again, I'm, I'm really just, fine with there that. is there is some comfort in knowing that they are still up to their old tricks. Absolutely. In this moment. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, you guys, I have an announcement to make. I don't know how this is going to go, Oh, but I'm fairly convinced that Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn's relationship is actually real. Oh, my God. And that they are in quarantine together. What? Yeah. I have some solid evidence. Solid. I'm ready to I'm ready to commit to this. All right. As committed as they are to each other after this on my talk. One oh seven one. OK, guys, I have to tell you something on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Um, I've been having these feelings for a while. Oh no. Gas? No, not those ones. See, Colleen, when someone likes somebody else <laughs> and they have special feelings for each other. They share a special kind of hug. Yeah. No, not those ones. Um the feelings I've been having are that Joe Alwyn and Taylor Swift are real. Swalwyn? You think that the Swalwyn publationship is real? I actually, okay. I really, really do. Let's break that down. So first of all, what's a publationship? That's a relationship for the purposes of publicity. And Swalwyn would be Joe Alwyn and Taylor Swift. And I started kind of having this like, oh different perspective of their relationship when I saw Miss Americana, which was the documentary about um, about uh, Taylor Swift and her mm-hmm. career that came out on Netflix recently. So in that documentary, like there's an opportunity in that documentary to set the record straight about their relationship. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't necessarily take the bait. She's not, She's not direct, but she's not indirect in talking about Joe Alwyn. She talks about a love in her life and says, you know, at the time I was falling in love and like she she's she's sharing a piece of their relationship without it being salacious or making you want to know more in like a respectful way. Right. Okay, so I started to go, oh. Maybe we've read the situation wrong, right? That she actually really wants to keep it private. And there's really not a textbook for how you be a public, how you be, 
how you be a super public figure like Taylor Swift and keep your love life private mm-hmm. when people are asking questions, right? Like she has to say something. Yeah. Okay, so I started to have those feelings then. Then, then, now that we are all, you know, sheltering in place, we've had a lot of questions about what couples are quarantining together. Yeah. And we've been skeptical about certain couples like Jonas, Mm -hmm. Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas, and whether or not they're in the same house. Yeah. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Here's as though Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn are together. And this is due to some sleuthery, which eagle-eyed people have noted that in his uh, social media posts oh. and her s- social media posts, okay. some of her cats have shown up in his. Interesting. Oh. You- some of her decor in her home has been mimicked on both of their social media. Like little things like the same rug has been noticed. That kind of stuff. So your your supposition then is that because they're quarantining together, that means that that lends credibility to their relationship being legitimate. Yeah, that they actually are in a relationship and they maybe even have had discussions about like not wanting to trot it all out there because that has backfired for Taylor Swift so many times. Now, you could ask the question, have they overcorrected? And I would say, yeah, maybe a little bit because it's like instead of... Instead, like there's a happy medium between tell everybody everything and tell everybody nothing, right? Mm -hmm. And it's almost like she's putting as much attention into not saying anything as she has in the past to saying everything. Yeah. And that's the mistake, I think. So, I mean, you make a compelling case. All I would say is I don't know what the two are actually doing, but certainly they're quarantining together. But that doesn't. But also, again, a publicationship is simply a relationship where people are using that opportunity to get publicity, right? right. So maybe you don't call them a publicationship, but that doesn't, like, it almost doesn't matter if they're actually intimately connected, right? Like, it doesn't matter what's in their hearts for each other. Sure. In a publicationship, no. The way they are sort of like mysteriously dropping things and like placing clues. I mean, that's very Taylor Swift, right? That's true. She likes to leave a crumb trail. Like she likes to leave a crumb trail. So I don't think I necessarily would be able to decide are they or aren't they. What I will say is it seems very of the moment Taylor Swift for her to be like cagey about it. Like that seems to be her approach. And I think that goes back to... The whole like wearing it on your sleeve 24 seven where she was dating people like Kleenex, right? Remember, there was just Mm -hmm. that period where it was like one day it was this person and the next day there were headlines and then she's walking in a park with with um, Harry Styles. So this just seems very on brand for her in the moment where she's guarded. She's presenting this idea that she is going to have a level of privacy in her relationship. What's actually going on behind the scenes? I don't know. 
I know. So see, that's funny because then when you say that, I think, well, that does sound logical, right? There, that's a possibility that this is actually part of the plan is to be so cagey about it. And that still gets people talking, right? So it has, it's like a reverse publication ship. Yeah. It's like, don't tell them what they want to hear and they'll talk about what they're not hearing. Right? Yeah, exactly. But at the same, yeah, but then I think, well, I don't know. Maybe I just, to me, I think, what benefit would it be then to be together. Like, why are they in like a relationship? What's that. the benefit? Or, like, what benefit would it be to be together in order to in order to show this fake or this publicationship, right? Yeah. Like, because they're not, you know, whatever. We They're not married. There's, like, a rumor that they're engaged. You know, that goes, that seems to me to, like, be a far way to go just to get people talking about their relationship. When you consider the fact that outside of those few pictures that overlap, they have to be like Jada and Will Smith and look at each other and learn how to be in a relationship all day. Yeah. So, right? So, like, I don't know. Again, I would just say, I don't know if they're really... Because, again, like, I don't know if... I mean, I do, that you and your husband have a legitimate relationship. But ultimately, I don't know. You guys present your relationship to the world the way it is, right? Right. Um, I mean, you have... I'm not saying there's any reason to believe otherwise, but that's with every relationship. We are acting. We are at, Well, aren't we all, to a certain extent, most days? The world days. is a stage. <laughs> um, I would just say it's different, of course, than, like... Because you don't, you also have... Uh, like, um, why can't I think? Shamila, you have the two of them quarantining together. That's true. So by that standard, that should have negated their publicationship, right? Because there they are quarantining together. No, you're right. Okay, see, but I don't this know. Is what always happens is like I think I'm all I'm I'm all sorted out in, internally about this, and then now it's like I'm all untangled again here's what i think okay what do you think what i think is that you love taylor swift and that you assume the best in her right that she um, has i want to assume the best in her i there are times where she has been flawed where i've been like girl but i do see a lot of good in what she does yeah i'll give it that and when you saw it like you know it, it's so i what i'm trying to say is i'm trying not to poo poo on your hope uh, I'm a party that, I'm a that she's party. actually having some love in her life and she very well may be I just think that she knows better than to come out and have the two of them do quarantine live streams because That's that true. would be totally not on brand for Taylor Swift right now right that would be too out there she does need to leave the crumb trail still yeah because her fans love that I do like to think about too how what would it look like to have, uh, you know, if they did ever get married, how would they keep up the charade where they don't show up anywhere together? They don't, you know? Yeah. I mean, presumably if you get married, you, you can just just start Let being in photos together, right? I don't know. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show... We are going to take the governor's address live. Uh, That is at least our plan so that we can hear uh, any large announcements that will be made today. Uh, But we will be with you for the Dirt Alert update after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. 
You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.